Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be recapping and taking away all of the action from the 2022 NFL Week 4 action. And man, this week did not disappoint. Some teams got their first win of the year. And others just simply fell. But <laughs> anyways, guys, so, you know, I don't want to waste your time because we do have a lot of stuff to talk about in today's episode. So let's get right into all of the action from week four of this beautiful NFL season. And the first game we have is going to be over in Cleveland, Ohio, as we had the one and one Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the the one and one Cleveland Browns. Now, Pittsburgh had a very disappointing loss to New England last week. Mitchell Trubisky in the offense was just non-existent and also it didn't help the fact that the Steelers defense they didn't have TJ Watt and they also did not have TJ Watt in this game against the Cleveland Browns in this Thursday night uh, football matchup and then on the flip side for Cleveland they're without their starting quarterback Deshaun Watson through the first 11 weeks but Amari Cooper and uh, Nick Chubb still have looked very solid so far this year and in this game Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper did exactly that as Nick Chubb had 23 carries for 113 yards rushing with one touchdown and Amari Cooper, who they acquired in the offseason from Dallas via a trade, that he had seven receptions on the day for 101 yards receiving with one touchdown. And then also tight end David Njoku, who they resigned to a, a decent contract extension in the offseason. He had nine receptions for 89 yards receiving and one touchdown as well. So Cleveland's offense in this game was pretty solid. And even Jacoby Brissett, the backup quarterback, but the current starter right now for the Cleveland Browns, he had himself a pretty solid game as well as he went 21 for 31, 220 yards passing with two touchdowns and was only sacked twice in this game. Now the big concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers was the quarterback play in this game as Mitchell Trubisky, he would only go 20 for 32, 207 yards passing with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Now, Deontay Johnson, who the, who Pittsburgh signed to a contract extension in the offseason, who had a breakout year last year for the Steelers, he had eight receptions for 84 yards receiving and zero touchdowns. And then George Pickens, the second-round pick for the Steelers out of out of Georgia, he had three receptions for 39 yards receiving and had arguably one of the best catches I have ever seen, this incredible Odell Beckham Jr. one-handed type catch. I mean, it was just amazing to watch live. But unfortunately, the Steelers' offense was just non-existent in, in this game as the Cleveland Browns would go on to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 29 to 17 as now Cleveland improves to 2 and 1 on the year and unfortunately Pittsburgh now falls to 1 and 2 and are on a current two game losing streak. Now let's head over to uh, Sunday's action in the first game on the Sunday's early slate of games. We're going to be traveling over to Soldier Soldier Field as we have the Houston Texans taking on the Chicago Bears and now this game by no means uh both teams played horrible. I feel bad for anybody that actually sat down and just generally watched this whole game because it had to have been one of the worst just overall performances I've seen this year so far. Uh, Justin Fields, he struggled heavily in this game today as he had eight completions on 17 attempts. He, he threw for 106 yards receiving with zero touchdowns and then two interceptions. And then on the flip side for Houston, their starting quarterback, Davis Mills, who was expected to have a breakout 2022 campaign. He struggled a lot in this game today as he went 20 for 32, 
245 yards passing with one touchdown and then two picks on the day. So, yeah, not the best day for Davis Mills by any means with one of those picks being costly and would end up costing the uh, the, the Texans the game. Now, Damian Pierce, the rookie uh, running back out of Florida for the Texans, he actually did not have a bad game. And I know a lot of fantasy owners are probably happy with his performance as he had 20 carries for 80 yards rushing with one touchdown on the day. And then on the opposite side, Chicago running back Khalil Herbert. Man, was this such a steal pick for the Bears as he had 20 carries for 157 yards rushing and two touchdowns after, unfortunately, David Montgomery would go down early on in the game, leading to Khalil Herbert getting a lot of carries and ultimately would be a huge reason and why they would end up winning this game because Chicago, they just got they just dealt with a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, starting wide receiver Byron Pringle, he would go down with an injury. But ultimately, Khalil Herbert and his efforts, as well as the defense's efforts, would ultimately lead the Bears over the Texans. Now, I need to give a shout-out to Roquan Smith, who probably won't get talked a lot about, but had an amazing day as he had 16 total tackles, 6 were solo, and he also had 2 tackles for loss in this game. So, huge day for Roquan Smith. And then on the flip side, Houston Texans uh, safety rookie out of Baylor, Jalen Petrie, he also got his first interception of his career, so congratulations to Jalen for that. But ultimately, the Chicago Bears would come out with the win against the Houston Texans 23-20 as now the Texans fall to 0-2-1. And the Bears actually improved to 2-1 despite their only loss being to Green Bay last week in Mon and, uh, Sunday Night Football. Now let's head over to Charlotte, North Carolina as we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Carolina Panthers. And man, was this a good comeback game for Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers offense as Baker Mayfield went 20, he went 12 for 25 on the day, 170 yards passing with one touchdown and zero interceptions. So it's good that Baker finally corrected some of his turnover issues. Uh, Jameis Winston, unfortunately, in this game, he did deal with a lot of turnover issues as he would go 25 for 41, 353 yards passing with one touchdown and two interceptions. Now, Alvin Kamara definitely struggled a lot in this game as early on in the game he would actually have a fumble as he would have 15 carries for 61 rushing yards and zero touchdowns, which is very unlike him by any means. But New Orleans uh, wide receivers in this game, they actually did pretty solid. Uh, Chris Olave, the first-round pick out of Ohio State for the Saints. He had nine receptions on the day for 147 yards receiving, so absolutely phenomenal game by him. And then Carolina, one of their new um, uh, trade acquisitions that they got over in the offseason from Jacksonville, LaVisca Chenault Jr., he had himself a very solid day as well as he had two receptions for 90 yards receiving and one touchdown, so very good game for him, I guess. Now, the only unfortunate part was that Robbie Anderson was not really able to get himself going in this game. Same with DJ Moore, as both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore would have a combined 16 yards on the day. But luckily enough, Christian McCaffrey would pick up a lot of the slack as he had 25 carries for 108 yards rushing in this game and zero touchdowns. But regardless, Carolina Carolina's defense was phenomenal in this game. I mean, they just absolutely swarmed this New Orleans Saints offense, and ultimately that would be what gave Carolina the win as Carolina would go on to beat the New Orleans Saints 22-14 to as now the Panthers improve to 1-2 and and get their first win of the season. And unfortunately, the Saints fall to 1-2 and on the year after a loss at Carolina. Now for the next game in this early afternoon slate that we have, we're going to travel over to Gillette Stadium as we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New England Patriots. Now Baltimore coming off a very disappointing uh, Week 2 loss against the Miami Dolphins in which they saw a huge lead 
get lost in the fourth quarter. They had a lot, and I mean a lot of things they had to fix. And Lamar Jackson, he just continued to do Lamar Jackson things as he would go 18 for 29, 218 yards passing with four touchdowns and then one interception on the day. And also in the run game, Lamar Jackson got it going as well as he had 11 carries for 107 yards rushing with one touchdown. Now, Mac Jones, despite having um, despite having one rushing touchdown on the day, he did struggle pretty heavily when it came to throwing the football as he would go 22 for 32, 321 yards passing, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. So some crucial interceptions drawn by Mac Jones. But overall... You know, it wasn't really a horrible day for Patriot wide receivers as Devontae Parker, the trade acquisition they got from Miami in the offseason. He finally had his breakout game for the New England Patriots as he had five receptions for 156 receiving yards on the day. So great game by him. And then on the flip side for Baltimore, they got a lot of wide receivers uh, targeted in this game. You had Mark Andrews who had 89 receptions on, or 89 uh, receiving yards on the day with two touchdowns. Rashad Bateman also put up 59 receiving yards and Devin DuVernay had 25 and a tutty and ultimately Lamar Jackson and his efforts would lead the Baltimore Ravens over the New England Patriots who currently are just struggling heavily on defense right now 37 to 26 as now Baltimore will improve to 2 and 1 and New England will fall to 1 and 2 now let's head out to Indianapolis most most specifically Lucas Oil Stadium as we had the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to uh Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Kansas City coming off a very, very impressive win against the Los Angeles Chargers last week. We're looking to continue their dominance. And, well, Indianapolis uh, actually kind of said no to this, but also at the same time, Chris Jones absolutely lost this game for the Kansas City Chiefs with an unsportsmanlike penalty towards the end of the game. But anyway, Patrick Mahomes did not have his best game by any means, kind of similar to last week as he would go 20 for 35, 262 yards passing with one touchdown and one interception. He also was a leading rusher for Kansas City, which is kind of worrisome as he had four carries for 26 yards rushing. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire didn't even have any, and I mean any, yards on the day as he, even though he had seven carries. He did get a touchdown, but... No uh, no rushing yards for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, Matt Ryan, by any means, when you look at statistically, it looked like he did amazing, but unfortunately, he did get a lot, and I mean a lot of pressure in his face as he would fumble early on in the game. But overall, not a bad game for Matt Ryan. This is probably his best game as a Colt so far, as he would go 27 for 37, 222 yards passing with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. He would also be sacked five times in this game, which is something you definitely don't want to see, especially for an old quarterback like, like Matt Ryan. Now, also, Matt Ryan would end up leading the Indianapolis Colts to a game-winning drive at the end of regulation, so can't really complain too much. Uh, the run game for Indianapolis is still a huge concern. Despite Jonathan Taylor putting up 71 rushing yards, they just were never really able to get anything going. But with the efforts of Michael Pittman Jr. and most notably um, rookie Jay Woods, who had two huge touchdowns for the Colts in this game, the Colts would actually upset the 2-0 Kansas City Chiefs 20-17 to as the Colts finally get their first win of the year as they are now 1-1-1. So yes, you heard that right. One loss, one win, and one tie. And Kansas City has just got handed their first loss of the season as they now fall to 2-1. Uh, good for Matt Ryan. He gets his first win as an Indianapolis Colt, but definitely there's a lot of things they need to fix just for the rest of the year. But overall, great team win for the uh, 
not Kansas City. I'm so used to saying that. Great team win for the Indianapolis Colts as they take down one of the best teams in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, anyway, guys, we're going to travel out to Tennessee now as we have the Las Vegas Raiders who are still looking for their first win of the season as they're taking on the Tennessee Titans who got absolutely demolished in week two against the Buffalo Bills and are also looking for their first win of the season. Now, uh, Derek Carr, he he definitely definitely did not look like the Derek Carr I know a lot of fans were wanting as he would go 26 for 44, 303 yards passing with two touchdowns and one interception, which statistically is not the worst, but when you watch this game, it just it was just bad. I mean, Las Vegas just could not get anything going offensively, and despite a late comeback push, they still were just not that great. Ryan Tannehill kind of bounced back from his poor performance last week against the Bills as he would go 19 for 27, 264 yards uh, uh, throwing with one touchdown and one interception on the day. Now, Derrick Henry finally got a, got a bounce-back game for himself as well after he only put up 20 rushing yards last week against the Bills as he would have 20 carries for 85 yards rushing and one touchdown. Josh Jacobs would also lead the Las Vegas Raiders in rushing with 66 yards on the day. Now, Devontae Adams, another huge thing. You know, he's gotten touchdowns in all three games so far of his Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raider tenure. But he's struggling to get back to the 100-yard mark, as in this game, he only had 36 uh, receiving yards on five catches. So definitely a little bit of a concern. Uh, Mac Hollins actually was the one solo good receiver for the Raiders today, as he had eight receptions for 158 yards receiving and one touchdown. But unfortunately, just a lot of the mistakes that Las Vegas had in this game would ultimately overpower them, as the Tennessee Titans would get their first win of the season by beating the Las Vegas Raiders. 24 to 22 as now the Tennessee improves the 1 and 2 on the year and Las Vegas falls to 0 and 3 despite all the huge acquisitions that they had in the offseason. Now guys, the next game that we're going to be talking about is the Philadelphia Eagles traveling over to Washington to take on the Washington Commanders. Now Carson Wentz in this game started to look like the old Carson Wentz as he would go 25 for 43, 211 yards passing with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Jalen Hurts continued his MVP case in this game as he would go 22 for 35, 340 yards passing with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Uh, and another thing, Devontae Smith is a top wide receiver in this league as well as A.J. Brown because Devontae Smith had himself a day against the Washington Commanders secondary as he would have eight receptions for 169 yards receiving and one touchdown. A.J. Brown would also have a touchdown himself as he would have five receptions for 85 yards receiving. So great game for Philadelphia on offense. Miles Sanders, you know, the rushing game wasn't too much, but, I mean, when the passing offense is just this amazing, you really there's no need to rush the football. But um, for Washington, Terry McLaurin finally had his first really good game of the year as he had six receptions for 102 yards receiving. But overall, Carson Wentz would end up fumbling the ball twice, losing one, and recovering another. And, I mean, it just overall was a very rough game by the uh, – by the. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't even talk, guys. It was a very rough game by Washington. I mean, they just overall could not get anything going on offense as their only points in the game would be scored in the fourth quarter as they would have a safety and then a touchdown as the Philadelphia Eagles would go on to absolutely destroy the Washington Commanders at Washington, D.C., 
24-8 as now Philadelphia improves to 3-0 and and is atop the NFC East. And Washington now falls to 1-2 and despite a very promising week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now for the next game we have in this afternoon slate is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals traveling up to New York to take on the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. Joe, Joe Burrow finally got back on track in this game as he had 20, as he went 23 for 36, 275 yards passing with three touchdowns and no interceptions. So that definitely was a good sign today as Joe Burrow finally was starting to look like himself pretty much the same way that he looked last year. Um, Tyler Boyd had a huge day. The Bengals wide receiver, he had a huge day for himself as he had four receptions for 105 yards receiving with one touchdown on the day and had a huge break off uh, catch and run. Uh, T. Higgins also almost broke 100 yards as he had five receptions for 93 yards on the day. Jamar Chase also put up a touchdown. Uh, Cincinnati finally looked like the offense that we had got adjusted to seeing last year in the playoffs. And then on the flip side, the struggles just continue for the New York Jets as Joe Flacco had a horrendous day as he went 28 for 52, 285 yards passing with zero touchdowns and two interceptions on the day. Uh, Bryce Hall never was really able to get anything going, or Brees Hall was never really able to get anything going for the New York Jets in the rush game as he only had eight carries for 39 yards rushing and no touchdowns for any of the uh, rushing uh, running backs in this game for the Jets. Um, Garrett Wilson had an okay game, the first round pick out of Ohio State for the New York Jets, as he would go six, as he would have six receptions for 60 yards receiving, but with no touchdowns, and ultimately Cincinnati would just be too much for a very, and I mean very bad and struggling New York Jets team, as now the Bengals improve to one and two on the year, and the Jets fall to one and two. Now, this next game that we had was an amazing game. It was a late comeback win, and this game was up in Minnesota as we had the Detroit Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Now, early in this game, Jared Goff was going off. and I mean, he was going off against the Minnesota Vikings. As for the day, he didn't have a bad game at all as he went 25 for 41, 277 yards passing with one touchdown and then one costly interception. And then on the flip side for Kirk Cousins, after what was a miserably bad Monday night football game against the Eagles last week, he would sort of rebound, if you want to say that, as he would go 24 for 41, 260 yards passing with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And then for Detroit rushing-wise, Jamal, Jamal, I won't say Jamal Adams, Jamal Williams was able to get going as he had 20 carries for 87 yards rushing on the day with two touchdowns. And Minnesota, also their running game was starting to pick up a little bit later in the game as Dalvin Cook would have 17 carries for 96 yards rushing and one touchdown. Unfortunately, he would lead the game with an injury, so hopefully everything is okay with Dalvin. But, um... Yeah, it was, it was funny because when you watch this game, it looked like Detroit probably should have run away with it. Despite, you know, Detroit and Minnesota being tied 14-14 to at half, uh, Detroit immediately came out the gates and would end up actually leading the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, what was it? So I'm trying to do all the math in my head. 24 to 24 to 14 at the end of the third. And then going into the fourth, it looked like Detroit had prime position just to take the game. But um, Minnesota would score 14 unanswered points in the uh, fourth quarter to ultimately get the late comeback win against the Detroit Lions 28 to 24 is now Minnesota improves to two and one on the year and the Lions unfortunately fall to one and two despite a very solid game overall by the Lions. 
And now we're going to talk about the final game of the afternoon slate. And this arguably was the best game of the whole weekend of NFL action as we had the Buffalo Bills who are 2-0 traveling down to Miami to take on the 2-0 Miami Dolphins. And um, honestly, this game was pretty much close throughout the whole entire thing. Josh Allen, he didn't have his best game overall, but he was very solid as he would go 42 for 63, 400 yards passing with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. He would be sacked four times. And um, receiving-wise, was not a bad game at all. I mean, Stephon Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, and Devin Singletary all put up 70-plus rushing, uh, not rushing, receiving yards on the day. Probably wanted to be probably wanted to be able to get a little bit more out of Stephon Diggs, but that Miami Dolphins defense was just absolutely insane today against a very strong Buffalo Bills offense. And then for Tua Tagovailoa, he actually did not have a horrible game himself either, as he had as he as he would go 13 for 18, 186 yards passing with one touchdown and zero interceptions on the day. Unfortunately, as he would be hit after a pass and he would land on his head, he would get up wobbling and kind of look like he was in a drunk daze, which nine times out of ten is normally a concussion. But a lot of people are saying it's due to a back injury and this and that, which I think is complete baloney. But hopefully everything is okay with Tua Tagovailoa as he would eventually have to go out of the game but would come back in later. Now, uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is pretty much the lone recipient today for Miami when it came to huge offense production as he would have four receptions for 102 yards receiving as well as Chase Edmonds who would have six carries for 21 yards rushing and two huge touchdowns for the Miami Dolphins as overall Miami's defense would definitely lead them in this game to beat the Buffalo Bills 21 to 19 as the as the Miami Dolphins they sit atop the AF the uh the AFC East now 3 and 0 and the Bills fall to 2 and 1. So, definitely a huge loss for Buffalo as I know they probably wanted to win this game more than anything, but the Miami Dolphins they're looking pretty good, guys. I mean, overall all the acquisitions they got in the offseason, they're looking like they're really paying off for them. So, it's going to be a scary season for the Miami Dolphins, but anyway, guys, that wraps up all of the afternoon slate of games on Sunday. So now let's get into all the late afternoon/early evening slate of games and the first game that I want to talk about is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling out to Los Angeles to take on the Justin Herbert-led Los Angeles Chargers. And you're probably wondering, Justin Herbert played in this game? Yeah, well, he got a he got a uh, injection, a pain-killing shot pretty much so he would be able to play in this game, which we saw how well that went with Tyrod Taylor two years ago. So there was some concerns, but he did play throughout the whole game. So it's good to know that he at least was able to actually be able to keep his lung intact. Unfortunately, with Tyrod, he was not able to. But anyway, this game was absolutely a just blowout. And you're probably thinking the Chargers blew out the Jags. Well, it was the complete opposite. Trevor Lawrence had probably his best career game as a pro so far as he went 28 for 39, 600 or 262 yards passing with three touchdowns and zero interceptions on the day. And also the Jaguars offensive line did not allow him to get sacked once in this game. So huge W for Trevor and also for his offensive line for being able to block a pretty dominant Chargers defensive line. And also speaking of the Chargers defensive line, unfortunately Joey Bosa would miss the rest of this game after he was taken out due to an injury injury and hopefully you know nothing's wrong with Joey it's kind of sad to see this Chargers team that is so talented you know they're just being plagued with so many injuries you had Keenan Allen you got Justin Herbert right now that's pretty much just you know working with a couple stitches and, and band-aids right now and then now you've got Joey Bosa who's out so definitely some concerning times in Los Angeles but on the bright side for Jacksonville 
they were just so dominant in this game. James Robinson had himself another amazing show out as he had 17 carries for 100 yards rushing with one touchdown. And then even for receiving, I mean, I don't know why people don't believe me, but when I say Christian Kirk was not that bad of a signing, he really wasn't because in this game he had six receptions for 72 yards receiving and one touchdown. Uh, Zay Jones, the former Buffalo Bills and Las Vegas Raider wide receiver, he had himself a pretty solid day too as he had 10 receptions for 85 yards receiving and one touchdown. So overall, very solid day for the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, but their defense also was solid in this game as well as Devin Lloyd, the second round pick out of Utah, he got his first career interception in this game and I mean, pretty much just from that point on, the Jaguars dominated, dominated this game as they would go on to blow out the Los Angeles Chargers 38-10. to Now, Justin Herbert, he didn't have a horrible day by any means. I mean, it was, definitely was not a good game, but he did go 25 for 45, 297 yards passing with one touchdown and one interception. And really, on offense, that was really it. I mean, they just were not able to get anything going. And you know, the, I just can't believe how much of a flip it has been for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, they had Urban Meyer last year. That was a complete failed experiment. You know, they go out and go get the former Super Bowl winning head coach from the Eagles, Doug Peterson. And I mean, he's done wonders for this team. I mean, most specifically for Trevor Lawrence, whose career was starting to look a little bit shaky. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is like, he's just he's looked very solid this year. I know, obviously, the first game was a little bit shaky against the Commanders, but... After that, he's looked very solid, so great win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Excuse me, guys, as now the Jaguars improved to 2-1 on the season, and the Chargers fall to 1-2. So, disappointing start for the Chargers, but honestly, a pretty shocking start for the Jaguars, because I'm pretty sure if you asked anyone, they probably didn't expect them to be 2-1 with wins over the Chargers and the Colts. So, any, I mean, anyway, good for, the, good, good for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the next game that I want to talk about, we're going to be going out to Tampa Bay as we have as we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, watching the first half, this game pretty much looked like Aaron Rodgers and the whole Green Bay offense was just going to steamroll over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, but in the second half, Tampa Bay's uh, defense picked up, but unfortunately their offense just could not ever get anything really going. And that was largely due to the fact that they did not have Mike Evans, who was suspended for last week's uh, altercation with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Chris Chris Godwin's out with an injury. Julio Jones is out with an injury. So right now the Tampa Bay's offense was just so plagued with injuries. And honestly, a lot of this game was going to have to be relied on Tom Brady. And, you know, he did pretty solid overall. I mean, he didn't have a horrible game by any means. As Brady would go 31 for 42, 271 yards passing with one touchdown and zero interceptions. Uh, you know, Russell Gage was a huge part of the passing game for Tampa Bay in this game as he had 12 receptions for 87 yards uh, receiving and one touchdown. And But ultimately, you know, it, I mean, it really didn't matter as they would get a last-second touchdown to ultimately be able to tie up the game, but they would not be able to convert on the two-point conversion, so Green Bay would ultimately end up beating Tampa Bay 14-12 to in what is pretty much a revenge game from back in the COVID season when... You know, they got dropped out of the divisional championship. Was it con no? Yeah, it was, uh, no, it was a conference championship. I'm sorry, guys, I just had a brain fart. But, you know, the, uh, Brady knocked Green Bay out of the conference championship back during the COVID season. So this was a huge game for Aaron Rodgers as well. as He played pretty solid. He was 10 for 10 to start off the game. But overall, he would go 27 for 35, 255 yards passing with two touchdowns and one interception on the day. 
Um, and not to mention also uh, Romeo Dobbs, a late-round pick for the Green Bay Packers. He had an amazing day today as he had eight receptions for 73, or, yeah, 73 yards receiving and one touchdown. So overall, very solid day by the Green Bay Packer offense, even though they didn't really show up in the second half. But that defense, man, that defense was solid today. Uh, that defense was solid today for the Packers as Devondre Campbell, he had 14 total tackles, 8 solo, and 1 tackle for loss. So huge game for him. Kenny Clark had 2 sacks on the day. So, I mean, it was just very dominant game by the Packers defense as they would go on to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers 14-12. to as now, Bucca now the Buccaneers fall to 2-1 and one, and the Green Bay Packers improve to 2-1. and one. Now we're going to head back over to the West Coast as we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And obviously this game was not going to be one of the biggest games of the weekend by any means. But Cordell Patterson, the running back slash wide receiver slash Swiss Army knife for the Atlanta Falcons, he had himself a day-to-day -day as he had 17 carries for 141 yards receiving and one touchdown. Tight end Kyle Pitts, a former first-round pick of last year's draft, he had five receptions for 87 yards receiving. So pretty solid day for him. Uh, Atlanta's first-round pick in this year's draft, Drake London, he also had a receiving touchdown on the day as well. Uh, Marcus Mariota didn't have that bad of a day either as he went 13 for 20, 229 yards passing with one touchdown and one interception. Now Atlanta, obviously they're going to be more of a ground and pound type of team, especially with how their offense is. And then on the flip side for the Seattle Seahawks, um, Geno Smith didn't really have a horrible day by any means. He went 32 for 44, 325 yards passing with two touchdowns and one interception on the day. Uh, Tyler Lockett did pretty solid today as he led the Seattle Seahawks with receiving yards at 76. DK Metcalf had a spectacular touchdown in the end zone as he, as he was double covered and he still caught it for a TD. And, um, but overall, I mean, very solid day by Atlanta as they went on to beat the Seattle Seahawks 27-23. to Atlanta gets their first win on the year as they improved to 1-2. Seattle falls to 1-2 as now they have lost two straight after their week one victory over Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Now for the next game in this late late afternoon, early evening slate of games, we're still going to be in the West Coast. We're just going to move a little bit down to California. Or no, Arizona, I'm sorry guys, as we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals uh, in Arizona. Now, the whole story of this game was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had himself a, a pr pretty decent day. I mean, you know, if you have him in fantasy, you're absolutely lucky as he had his first ever rushing touchdown in this game is he had one rush for 20 yards and a TD in this game that gave him his first. Matthew Stafford had an okay game as he went 18 for 25, 249 yards passing, zero TDs and zero interceptions. Kyler Murray, kind of similar boat as Matthew Stafford. He went 37 for 58, 314 yards passing with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Now it looked like Kyler Murray was running for his life a lot, so it's kind of, you're kind of getting a lot of... Uh, Kind of a lot of reminiscing about uh, how last week's game against the Raiders went. Um, run game was not really a factor in here. As for the Rams, Cam Akers led with 61 yards. And for the Cardinals, James Conner led with 39 yards. So there really wasn't a lot. But Marquise Hollywood-Brown kind of had his breakout game for the Cardinals after being traded from Baltimore. As he had 14 receptions on the day for 140 receiving yards, but no touchdowns. And ultimately, just um, ultimately the Rams just played better I mean it wasn't like anything like a blockbuster game by any mean but the Rams would go on to beat the Arizona Cardinals 
twenty to twelve. As now the Rams improved to two and one after losing against after losing against the Bills in Week One, and the Cardinals now fall to one and two. So overall, great game by the Rams to get the win over their division rival in Arizona. Now for the final game of all of our Sunday action, we had the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Denver Broncos led by starting quarterback Russell Wilson. Now this was a Sunday night football game. You know, this is kind of the first real, real test for the Broncos as they're going up against a pretty stout San Francisco 49er defense. The 49ers now have Jimmy Garoppolo back as their starting quarterback after Trey Lance got hurt last week. So there's a lot of huge headlines in this game just due to the sheer fact that Denver barely beat a Houston Texan team last week that just absolutely just fell apart earlier on Sunday. So, you know, there's a lot of question marks going into this game. And honestly, when this game ended, it did leave us with a lot of question marks. And honestly, the biggest question marks in this game weren't the defenses for each team, but just how bad both offenses were. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo on the day... He went 18 for 29, 211 yards passing with one touchdown and then one interception. And probably the most noteworthy play of the whole entire week was the infamous Dan Orlovsky-style play that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had, where if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo pretty much walked out of the back of the end zone because he was trying to get rid of the ball. They were backed up on their own one, and he didn't even realize, but he stepped out of bounds out of the back of the end zone. So... It was just one of those plays where you're like, oh my goodness. And then on top of that, just both teams kept punting, 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 punting. I mean, if you loved punting, this was the game for you. I mean, you absolutely loved this game. Russell Wilson had a horridly bad game. His accuracy was just not on today. I mean, I really, I mean, honestly, I'm just so confused about what happened, you know, with Russell. I mean, genuinely, he hasn't been good the first three weeks, and I'm not going to say he's and I'm not saying he's not going to be a good quarterback for the rest of the year because that would just be pure idiotic. But, man, has he just been bad. As You know, Russell, when you look statistically, he didn't play horribly as he went 20 for 33, 184 yards passing with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. But when you watch this game, there was just a lot of passes that just kind of made you scratch your head and wonder, you know, what was he thinking? Like, who was that ball supposed to be to? What was the read? You know, everything like that. But luckily for Russell Wilson, he has some great receivers, and most notably his best receiver in Cortland Sutton, who pretty much carried the offense today, as Cortland Sutton had eight receptions for 97 yards receiving and zero touchdowns. And that was really it for uh, Denver's offense-wise. Running game wasn't really that prominent, besides Melvin Gordon scoring the game-winning uh, touchdown. But outside of that, San Francisco, they also had a ton of struggles on offense, as Debo Samuel literally got lit up like a Christmas tree earlier on in the game, but ultimately would come back. So just overall rough game. San Francisco they also lot they also lost their starting left tackle and probably the best left tackle in all the NFL, Trent Williams, to a high ankle sprain. So prayers out to Trent for that. But overall this was just a rough this was just a rough game overall. Uh San Francisco they forced uh two they forced two fumbles, uh technically three, but they only recovered two. Now for Denver they absolutely just dominated in this game as they forced four fumbles on the day. And, or, and no, they gave up. Yeah, no, they got four fumbles. It was just, it was just, there were so many turnovers and just so many mistakes in this game that it just honestly, you probably fell asleep in this game. To be honest, if you probably watched this game, you arguably fell asleep at some point. But 
Luckily enough, Russell Wilson would lead the Broncos to a game-winning drive as the Broncos would go on to beat the San Francisco 49ers in Sunday Night Football 11-10. Now, the Broncos improved to 2-1 on the year as they currently have a two-game win streak, and I want to put that in quotations because it's not, I wouldn't even really say it's been a good win streak, but San Francisco, they now fall to 1-2 and two on the year as they now have lost two straight. So, or not two straight, I'm sorry, guys, as they just lost... Uh, one to one because I forgot they lost week one to the Bears. But but anyway, guys, that wraps up all of the action from Sunday. It was an eventful Sunday to say the least. It got wrapped up with arguably the worst Sunday night football game of all time. But anyway, let's talk about Monday night football, the final game of week four. Now or of sorry guys, I'm thinking of college football. Of week three actually, as we had the Dallas Cowboys traveling up to the Meadowlands to take on the New York Giants. Now, this game this game was another kind of prove-it game for Dallas, who just came off a win against the Cincinnati Bengals last week, and the same was for the New York Giants, as they were 2-0 going into this game with two and wins. They beat Carolina, they beat Tennessee in Week 1, so there's a lot to prove for both of these teams. Most, mostly, honestly, New York, as they kind of had, kind of had a lot of momentum going into this game. But besides that, when this game did start, both teams were pretty flat as Dallas would lead after the first quarter 3-0 as they would have a lone field goal. And even going into the half, Dallas would only lead the New York Giants 6-3. You know, Daniel Jones, unfortunately, was having to run for his life the whole entire game as his offensive line just could not simply handle the pressure that was given to him. Uh, Cowboys defensive lineman Demarcus Lawrence, he had three sacks on the day. All were off of... uh, New York Giants first round pick Evan Neal by no means who was a bad pick but definitely he was definitely getting a lot of those rookie mistakes going in that first half and Demarcus Lawrence being the veteran he is just took complete advantage of that and you know Daniel Jones unfortunately just did have he just did not have any time in the pocket to make certain throws and you know overall Daniel Jones did not have a bad day he didn't have a great day by any means as he would go 20 for 37 196 yards passing with zero touchdowns and then one interception which would be Trayvon Diggs's first interception of the season you know he had a historic year last year as he had 11 total excuse me guys as he had 11 total interceptions on this season last year, being a first-team All-Pro, Pro Bowler, every accolade that you can imagine, he pretty much won that. So it was good for him to be able to get his first pick. But just overall, pretty rough day for this New York Giants offense. As one, as also their starting wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, he would be carted out of this game after what looked like he pulled something in his leg. It was on the last play of the uh, Giants' offensive last drive, and it was just kind of a weird situation, but he would have to be carted off the field. And um, But I also want to talk a little bit about the uh, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, their offense as well, because Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback, had himself another great game as he went 21 for 31, 215 yards passing with one touchdown and zero interceptions. And his leading receiver would be C.D. Lamb in this game. Now, by no means did C.D. Lamb start this game good. I mean, he was horrendous in the first half. Had two pretty costly drops. One of them being a wide open bomb that would have been a touchdown. Just he tried to catch it with his chest over his hands. But ultimately, he would make up for that as in the game-winning drive for the Dallas Cowboys. He would make an insane one-handed catch to give the Cowboys the lead over the New York Giants. But besides that, C.D. Lamb would have eight receptions on the day for 87 yards receiving 
and one touchdown, which would hap- which would happen to be the game-winning touchdown. So overall, not a bad game for CeeDee Lamb. And also, you know, I need to shout out one of the more underrated wide receivers in you know the NFL, really, in my opinion, and that's Noah Brown. And now statistically, he didn't have what you would call a monster day, but his his impact was definitely there on the field as it opened a lot of opportunities for CeeDee Lamb in this game. As Noah Brown would go, as he would have five receptions for 54 yards receiving. Didn't get a touchdown, but overall had a pretty solid day. And I mean, the biggest thing in this game probably had to be the Cowboys defense just absolutely shutting down the offense for New York. Now, Saquon Barkley, he he did have a pretty solid day as he had 14 carries for 81 yards rushing with one touchdown, which was an absolute amazing breakoff run. But outside of Saquon, I mean, they just could never really get anything going for this New York Giants offense as the Dallas Cowboys would go on to beat the 2-0 New York Giants 23-16 on Monday Night Football as now the Cowboys improved to 2-1 and and the New York Giants, they fall to 2-1. and You know, both these teams are still behind Philadelphia who was 3-0 and and I mean, it's just looking like arguably the best team right now in all of the NFL. But besides that, great game overall for the Cowboys defense as they just continue to dominate. And personally, as a Cowboys fan, I'm just super excited to see how well they do. Uh, you know, safety Damian Wilson, he also had himself a very solid day too, which I don't think he's going to really get talked about a lot. But he had 11 total tackles on the day. He also had a sack too. So very solid day overall for the secondary of Dallas as well as the defensive line. But Dallas would ultimately get the win over the New York Giants to wrap up all of the games on NFL Week 3 of the 2022 season. So guys, I hope you all enjoyed this NFL Week 3 recap. I know that definitely there was a lot of games. There was a lot of things to take away from this. You know, we have an exciting NFL Week 4 coming up next week. So make sure to go check out that preview and predictions episode that will come out on Wednesday. But anyway, guys, I thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go share it, like, comment, do whatever you can to, you know, show your support for the podcast as it means the absolute world for me. Or it means the absolute world to me. But anyway, guys, I will see y'all in the next one. And I hope y'all have a fantastic day. Peace.